everyone. Welcome back to the But You Haven't Seen My Bookshelf podcast. Today's episode two. I am so excited for today's episode. We'll get into the topic later, like in a little bit. The topic today is popular books that lived up to the hype and the ones that didn't, in my opinion, emphasis on the in my opinion, because I know I'm going to ruffle a little bit of feathers in a little bit with the ones that I think didn't live up to the hype. But it's okay. You know, you can agree with me. You can't agree or you don't have to agree with me. Everything is relative when you're reading a book. Everyone has a different opinion. So emphasis on the, this will be my opinion. I have been so incredibly anxious for the past week. So I'm recording this episode super late. Um, I honestly wish I would have recorded it a few days ago. I've just been in such a procrastination mode with every little thing that I'm doing, and I do not know why. It's like my anxiety has taken over my mind to where I can't get anything done because my brain won't stop running in a, in a freaking hamster wheel, and I don't know how... I There's nothing triggering me. Like, there's nothing crazy going on in my life to where... the this is something I should be dealing with, which I know like if I was to tell therapist that they'd be like, listen, Heather, everybody has different things going on and it's okay that it's nothing big causing your anxiety. But for some reason in my brain, it is sitting here continually reminding myself, Heather, there's nothing big for you to be freaking out on. So I don't know why you're spiraling, but I've been spiraling for the past week. And the only thing that has saved me is books. And the only thing that ever saves me is books. I've started recently getting into reading other types of fiction books when I first started reading last year. Really the only type of books and the only books I read were popular books that I saw on TikTok, which is why I'm making like popular books that lived up to the hype and the ones that didn't today. Because I've read a lot of popular books. That's really all I stuck to last year. I'm very grateful for popular books, especially the ones that go off on book talk. They really got me into reading and really made me fall in love with it because most of the time they're popular for a reason. I've been getting into reading other types of fiction books. You will not catch me reading a nonfiction book unless it's by Jeanette McCurdy. Uh, Like her memoir. It's not a memoir. (laughs) Is it a memoir? What do you call that? I don't know. Jeanette McCurdy's book. I'm glad my mom died. And I actually do want to read Prince Harry's book and that one is nonfiction as well. But I specifically want to listen to the audiobook of that one because I've I've heard snippets and clips of that on TikTok and it is so wildly absurd that I want to listen to it. Anyways, I've been reading other types of nonfiction, reading a bit of classic literature as well. I'm trying for two classic literature books a month because I I read Kiss the Sky by Krista and Becca Ritchie. And in that book, Connor and Rose, Rose Calloway, Connor Cobalt, they're incredibly, incredibly intelligent people, and it made me just want to be an incredibly intelligent person again, and I think it re-sparked my love of learning. So my new goal, which I'm implementing in February, is trying for two classic literature books a month, or one classic literature book, and like some sort of educational book, or just not smut (laughs) or not a romance book. You you know what I mean? I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't have to be something where I'm learning like biology, but just something where I'm learning new words and maybe new perspectives and new theories. And I'll be completely honest. It is really hard 
for my brain to read those books quickly. So they have to be short and sweet because the book could be 150 pages or like right now, the classic literature book I'm reading is the picture of Dorian Gray. And it's only like 250 pages, but it is taking me so long to read. Not that I'm getting bored. It's just my brain is not quite zeroing in on the topic at hand at all times. Like I get distracted so easily from books like that. And I hate that that's the case because I really am interested. It's just not an absolutely capturing book. You know what I mean? Like it's good and the point is good and I want to read it and I'm excited to be reading it, but it's no like fast paced romance book, which tend to keep my attention for longer. So it's a little bit harder for me to keep my attention on. Um, I've also been reading a little bit more of darker fiction, like psychologically effed up fiction. And the only reason why I started reading a bit of darker fiction is because I am really big on Pinterest. And the biggest thing I look for on Pinterest is like bookworm aesthetic and girls who read and books to read. That's what I'm, that's the deep side of Pinterest that I'm on because I love reading and I love the aesthetic of people posting pictures of their books. And so on the side of Pinterest that I've gotten on, it's been psychologically messed up books. Like people reposting their TikToks on there or making or posting a picture on there about books that really were crazy and just were just messed up. So I'm currently reading my first darker fiction book that is not a romance book, which is again, what I tend to read, or at least books that have hints of romance in it, you know. I'm reading A Certain Hunger. A Certain Hunger is by Summer, who is it by? Hold on, I'm looking it up. Chelsea G. Summers. It is about a female psychopath. And I'm only 60 pages into the book, but it's already so fascinating so far because it's jumping from like, if you hear these hawks in the background, they're right outside my window. And they're loud. I can, I have my big headphones on, but I can hear them. This is just like the first episode when the trash people came, you know, this is life. This is life. Anyways, I'm reading A, Cur a Certain Hunger by Chelsea G. Summers, trying to get out of my comfort zone a little bit, reading different types of fiction. This book, like I was saying, it's about a female psychopath and it's going back on her being in prison and her explaining like what she, what led her up to her crimes. So I haven't, I've only gotten to one of her crimes so far where she killed a man in like literally cold blood murder. And I haven't gotten to her others because I'm pretty sure she's also a serial killer. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I can't relate to her in any way. Thank God. But I'm used to reading these books where I can relate to at least one of the characters a little bit. So it's weird to read this book where I am just completely out of my element and I'm reading about a character that I have nothing in common with. Again, thank God, because she's crazy. And I've only gotten to one of her murders and what she did. And the murder, it like made my stomach queasy. And I don't consider myself a queasy person. A queasy person, is that? I don't even think that's the right way to say it. I don't consider myself someone who gets queasy very easily 
when it comes to discussion of true crime elements. Now, if you're talking to me about a surgery or we're talking anything to do with the hospital, I'm going to get wildly uncomfortable and I'm probably going to pass out. Although for some reason, my brain makes this switch to where when you're talking about true crime, like blood and gore, it doesn't bother me. For some reason, it bothered me reading this book. And I think, actually, I don't know why, because I listen to Morbid, the podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to that all day, every day, and it does not bother me one bit. This book is bothering me a little bit, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking the fact that it's bothering me, and I have to put it down simply because it's crazy. I have, go follow me on Pinterest. Uh, it's at Heather McClary. I'm pulling up my Pinterest right now. And I say do that because not only do I post so many pictures and videos on there, but I have this board page. Is that what it's called? It's called board. It's called bookworm aesthetic. When you scroll on there, I have so many cute pictures of books, but I also have a lot of things that I've pinned on there that were other people posting book recommendations when it comes to everything. Now at the top of these book recommendations, like a lot of them are like books about like unhinged women or like books that will mess up your head a little bit because that's kind of what I've been looking for. But if you scroll, there's other book recommendations. So if you want book recs that aren't just, you know, from me. So that is what I'm currently reading. Actually, I'm reading a third book right now as well. I'm reading, like I said, I just finished Kiss the Sky by Krista and Becca Ritchie. It is the third book, fourth, fourth book in the Addicted series. Technically the first book in the Callaway sister series. I love Connor so much. Rose and Connor, they're, they're my favorite characters in the Addicted series. Now, I finished that one and I'm reading the only, okay, let me explain why I'm reading three books and why I tend to read three books at a time. One book I'm always reading on my Kindle. The books I'm reading from the Addicted series, they're on my Kindle because Krista and Becca Ritchie are coming out with new covers and I don't want the covers with the pe like legit people on it. And so I just bought the books on Kindle so I can buy the books when the new covers come out in the future, which is not till later this year. So I'm reading at least, I always read at least one book on Kindle. And then I'm reading The Picture of Dorian Gray, which is like one classic literature book. And then I'll always be reading just like another book. And that book happened to be A Certain Hunger. Kiss the Sky was incredible. I wasn't so sure about the Addicted series, to be completely honest with you. Everybody told me to read it. The series came out in like 2013, 2014. And I just was so unsure about it because it's a, it's a lot, but it's also not a lot. There's a lot of not even dark things, just things that I can't relate to going on and just interesting things that happen within this series. But I'm so wildly in love with the characters that I can't put it down. And now I'm on Hothouse Flower. That's the book I'm reading on my Kindle. And that's the one about um, Daisy and Reich. I'm almost 300 pages into the book. And I can't explain it. Like I can't put these books down, but I also am so wildly annoyed at every single character right now. Anyways, if you think about reading the Addicted series, I'm in love with characters at the same time, so I kind of recommend it. 
but also just know it is like a it's a roller coaster. Something I appreciate about them, though, and in their writing, is they write a lot of detail and they write a lot of scenarios that go on. So you get to watch these characters go on a camping trip together, go do this together, go like this happens between the entire group. So it's not just I don't know because of that you feel like you know these characters which is scary because I'm pretty sure there's like seven books in this series. And by the time I get to the end, I'm going to be incredibly sad. Like I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel like I lost a friend. My dog is staring at a corner right now. <laughs> Nothing scares me more than when my dog or my cat just stares into the abyss. Hey, bubs, come up here. Because it's the end of January, I'm going to quickly touch on some other series that I've read and started to love this month or do love because I finished them. I read the second book of Crescent City by Sarah J. Mass, and I absolutely loved it. I know that Crescent City is basically fan fiction for Zootopia, <laughs> but I love Zootopia, so it's fine. It's really okay. I told someone that and I guess they heard it for the first time. I saw that on TikTok a long time ago. But I told one of my book friends on Instagram and they were like, I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, once you think of it that way, you can't, you can't unsee it. And you'll never watch Zootopia the same way. <laughs> because it pretty much is. But I loved the second book. The ending of it was crazy. It wasn't super surprising to me. Only because... I am on book talk, you know, like I am on platforms where people post spoilers without warnings or they post um, videos where I'm not even going to say they just post videos semi discussing it or like hypotheticals. And for me, I'm like, okay, that hypothetical can't be true without this specific thing happening. So I wasn't super shocked at the end, which was kind of disappointing. I really wish I started reading crescent city sooner so that i was shocked because ugh, it was crazy and the end of the book was insane and i know it would have made me just turn tables had i not seen any spoilers another series that i have been reading this month i here's the thing i start reading series and then i stop reading them and i start reading another series so i read like seven series at once I don't, I don't know why I do it. It's not that the series are boring. It's just that I have the attention span of squirrel and I like new things. Another series that I'm reading but I haven't finished is the Darkverse series. Hold on, I'm pulling up my Goodreads because I want to tell you who this is by. I'm on Darkverse. I am on, it's by Runks, like R-U-N-Y-X. I just finished book three. I'm about to start book four. I really have liked it so far. It is mafia. It kind of reminds me of a semi, not even necessarily better, just different version of the Brutal Birthright series by, oh God, Sophie Lark. I really enjoyed the Brutal Birthright series, although I think the last book in that series, I just, I couldn't read it. I was kind of getting bored. But this series reminds me of that. It's mafia. There, the first two books focus on two main characters, Tristan and Morana. And then the third book is about two other characters, Dante and Amora. 
And then the next book is about two main characters and the next book is about two main characters. But it's not a standalone book series. You can't read. It's not an interconnected standalone. It is connected in the way that there's a plot going through the entire series. And when it switches to different main characters, the plot continues, but from their perspective, which I actually really enjoy. And I have liked it so far. Now, when I read the first two books, it's about it, the Predator and the Reaper are the first two books. And like I said, they're about Tristan and they're about Morana or Morana or whatever. Tristan. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to collect myself. Tristan is morally gray. Okay. We love, we love a morally gray man. Here's the thing. Tristan was so morally gray and unhinged and just unpredictable to the point to where I was terrified of him. Let me explain. I've read Haunting Adeline and Haunting Adeline. Zade Meadows is a psychopath. That man is crazy. He did not scare me as much as Tristan Kane did simply because Tristan <laughs> Kane, this is literally the only reason. Also, Phineas is trying to sit on my lap right now. I'm Finn, for real. Tristan Kane scared me so much because he was so unpredictable. Like, at least with Zade Meadows. <laughs> and if you've read Hunting and Haunting Adeline, you know he's a psychopath, pretty much. He's crazy. He's not a psych. Is he a psychopath? I don't know, but he's scary as hell. And he's crazy. But at least with that, you know what is going on in Zade's head, right? Like, you know where his head is at. With Tristan? No. Immediately, no. You do not know what is going on through this man's brain. And he is like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this well. You know the books, and there's always the girls when it comes to romance books, and I'm that girl, where they're like, we love a morally gray man, um, where they hate everyone but you, you know? That's how Tristan is. He hates everyone but her, but Morana. But I swear to God, he barely liked Morana, or Morana, to where I was like, do you even like her? Which I understand, this man had some deep-rooted trauma, to where I'm like, okay, let's give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's let me let me bring it dial it in and bring it back a little bit. But he barely showed affection for Morana till like three fourths away through the Reaper, which is the second book for both of them. And so the entire time I'm just on edge and I'm like, I'm gonna read it because I want to know what happens, but I'm genuinely terrified of Tristan because I don't know what's going on in his head. And like Morana, it's all from her perspective. And she's like, he blinked at me. I'm like, no shit, he blinked at you. Like they they were like talking a lot with their eyes. And some of the things I was just like, girl, <laughs> does he even like you? Which he did. He did, and he's wildly in love with her. But it was scary, and it was it, it was a very unpredictable, morally gray character that just scared the shit out of me but i like him and in the third book which i just read you still get to see touches of them like they still play a role in the storyline so while it's not from their perspective and it's not focusing in on them you still get to see 
a little bit about them, which I really like. Some people are going to listen and they're going to be like, Heather, you drown it out. You talk too much. But here's the thing. I talk about books on here. So regardless, I'm talking about a book. Whether I'm not talking about the point yet, I'm talking about books. So it's fine. Just bear with me. Last thing in this. Oh, I just said I talk about books. This actually isn't about a books, but it's fan fiction. So it relates to the book. It's not even about a book character, but it relates to like Wattpad. It gives me Wattpad vibes. Okay. I, like I said, I've been super anxious this week. And this is how I just thought this was funny. And I had to share the other morning. I had nearly had a full blown panic attack. Phineas, my dog was driving me insane. I was just not having a good morning. And we got back from our horrific walk. She did so bad. And I was like, how am I going to calm myself down? I don't have the brain capacity to read right now because I'm losing it. So what did I do? I got on TikTok and I was like, I'm going to watch fan fiction. And I was planning to watch like book fan fiction and like people making TikToks about book characters or whatever, because that's really healing for the soul. Okay. The Wattpad girl in me loves stuff like that. But I scrolled and I saw a fan edit of Joe Burrow. And so what did I do? I fell down a rabbit hole and I watched Joe Burrow fan edits for 45 minutes. And guess what? My anxiety, it felt like it was healed. I really do want to start going to therapy this year. And I feel like if I was currently in therapy right now, wouldn't you my therapist not a she could be he or they if they were like how did you how did you come down from your near panic attack if i was to tell a therapist oh i sat down on my bed and i watched joe burrow fan edits for 45 minutes i think they would kick me out because that's ridiculous if you don't know who joe burrow is he's my newest obsession i don't even i'm trying to figure out if i find him like uber attractive or not i think he's just super attractive because his personality is great he plays for he plays for a football team so nobody will know who he is i want to call it the bugles but it's the cincinnati bengals or whatever the hell they're called he is so popular right now in the fan edit world to the point to where the nfl is making like thirst trap tiktoks of him and they're not cringy and they're lovely to watch and i've seen all of them and that's what's helping my anxiety at the moment and bring me down from a panic attack it's joe burrow fan edits now for what you've all been waiting for the point of today's podcast let's get into it everyone popular books that lived up to the hype and ones that didn't i have 10 that did and 10 that didn't and i'm gonna do one that did explain a little bit and then one that didn't. So I'm not just doing, you know, all the ones that I think did and all the ones that I think didn't. Let's get into this. The first one I have on this list of the ones that I think did live up to the hype is The Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. I absolutely adored this book. This book is free on Kindle Unlimited. It is about, it's a small town romance, grumpy sunshine, the man is the grump. The girl is a twin sister. She like goes to the small town and is trying to fix everything for her twin sister, all the issues that her sister has caused. And she falls in love with a grumpy brooding man while she's there. And it's most of these books, by the way, are romance books because that's what tends to be popular on the side of book talk that I've been on. And again, like I said, I read a bunch of popular books last year. So this book is romance 
and it's so good. I rated it five stars. And there is one chapter in there where I was a little cringed out and I did have to like skip through it a little bit, but you know, sometimes that happens with books, but this book, it made me immensely happy. And I love small town romance, right? It is just so wholesome. And there's also a kid in it. And I know a lot of people don't like kids, but bear with me. There's like the kid who's abandoned from her, the twin sister. Um, and then Naomi takes the kid in and it's just really sweet to watch and the whole dynamic of it, there's like seven different things going on at once. So it's not just a romance book. There's like a plot. There are things happening. There is things going wrong that have nothing to do with the romance side of things, which I really enjoyed. And it was good. I think it lived up to the hype. It's again, free on Kindle Unlimited, the second book in, and it'll be like an interconnected standalone series, which is what Lucy Score tends to write. The second book comes out February. Hold on. I'll actually look it up for you. Things We Hide from the Light is the second book that comes out. It'll be ready to read on February 21st. And that one is about Nash Morgan, which is the main character of the first book. The guy, it's his brother. I think he's the chief of police. I don't know. I loved his character in the first book. So I'm excited for that. Okay. Didn't live up to the hype. The first book I have is The Love Hypothesis. There is something about Allie Hazelwood's books. You know, I can't actually say that because I haven't read any more all the way through. They, they're written by a millennial and I know people appreciate her writing style. But when you write things like, I put my galaxy leggings on and my piece of, my, my pizza sweatshirt, and I ran out of the house. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to stop reading. Right there. That's it. Cut the scene. Cut the book. I can't do it anymore. I bought this book. And this is one of the first books I read when I got back into reading. Because it was very popular around June, May, June last year. And you know what? I read it. And I hated it. I was cringing the entire time. And I couldn't get through it. And I think the main characters' names are Olive and something. I can't remember the guy's name because it's been so long. But I do remember I rated the book generously two stars. It made me cringe the entire time. And I know people who appreciate millennial-style writing and who are very much in, like, a millennial mindset. You might like it. But the little things, like, again, the galaxy leggings, like, I couldn't. I had to put it down. I couldn't do it. The second book in books that did live up to the hype are Twisted Games and Twisted Lies. I'm connecting those two together because I was going to say the entire Twisted series, but I'll be honest, I can't because Twisted Love made me violently cringe towards the end of it when Alex had a whole singing rendition or whatever. And Twisted Hate, I still can't get over Josh for what he did. And if you've read that book, then you know I that was too far. Twisted Games and Twisted Lies, let me tell you, they lived up to the hype. I loved them. They made me so immensely happy. The plot was fun. It was fun to read. There was things going on. There was things happening. In Twisted Games, it felt like an adult version of The Princess Diaries. And in Twisted Lies, I, it didn't feel like anything specific. It just felt lovely. And I love Christian Harper so much. Now, in Twisted Games, it is about a a princess who is becoming a queen and her bodyguard 
and you're like, Heather, that sounds kind of cringy. It's not. It's not cringy. You read the series or even skip the first book and read the second one. It felt like The Princess Diaries and I loved it. Twisted Lies. It was about Stella and Christian. And Stella is this, she's kind of an influencer, but not in a cringy way. Like I'm an influencer. Like it was very much like I work on the internet and I do fashion and I blog. And Christian was just always there to watch over her and take care of her. And he like saves her and <laughs> and they, there's fake dating in it too. I forgot they fake date. It was good. And I really enjoyed reading it. The second book that didn't live up to the hype is The Spanish Love Deception. Now, there's another book by this author called The American Roommate Experiment or something. I, I will not read that one. Simply because something I noticed in The Spanish Love Deception was that the female main character was so whiny. Just whiny. I do remember in the beginning of this book, she has beef or whatever. It's, it's not even enemies to lovers. I think it's just her being ignorant and then they become lovers. She doesn't like this one guy in her office. And she ends up taking him to a wedding overseas for her family because he's just magically there. And she's like, I need a date because I can't go sing single. And he's like, I'll go because he's like in love with her. But we don't know that. And she's just so incredibly rude to him at the beginning, but not in a like standoffish rude way, in a straight up just whiny way. And it drove me insane. And I read the entire book and I just didn't like it. I feel like if I was maybe 17 years old, it would be a good read. But me reading it for the first time at 22 was not fun. And I wanted to punch the female main character in the face. Second, or third book that lived up to the hype. This one is going to shock some people because it's actually a Colleen Hoover book. And if you know me, you know I have grown out of my Colleen Hoover phase. And what I mean by that is... When I first got into reading, her books are great for getting into reading. I think if you're an adult, they're great for getting into reading. They're easy to read. Um, they are problematic in a lot of sense, which is something I am starting to realize now that I have started reading other books. I did really enjoy Reminders of Him. Um, I'm sure if I reread it, I might feel differently. But I hope that's not the case. When I think about it, it just makes me happy. It is about this girl and her boyfriend. They get in a car accident and she goes to prison because they were, they were high while, or she was high while driving and they were both just not there while they drive and they made a horrific mistake and she makes this horrific mistake and her boyfriend dies and everyone thinks she just left him there. But in reality, she left the accident scene to go like kill herself. I'm pretty sure. And she goes to prison. She comes back, but she's pregnant. She has a daughter. The guy's parents take the daughter and she does not have any custody. So she like goes back to get custody and she falls in love with her boyfriend who recently died with his old best friend. And it was crazy. I, I actually really enjoyed it. And looking back on a lot of Colleen Hoover books, I can't say I actually enjoyed them now that I've again read other books and I have matured a little bit and have realized the problematic sense of them. And I'm sure this book might be problematic in a few ways, but I, I enjoyed that book a lot and it was crazy. It was, her books are known to have a lot of plot twists and stuff, which really captures the audience in and they're popular for a reason. And this book had a lot of plot twists and it was crazy to read. And I, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. The third book in that didn't, uh, live up to the hype 
is the sweetest oblivion this is a series standalone series um it's mafia and (laughs) it just didn't live up to the hype the reason why i read this book was because i saw an out of context quote on instagram on instagram reels and i was like oh my god i have to read it i have to read it because of this one singular quote yeah it was horrific the book was horrific um it just wasn't good i stayed to read this book until i got to that one out of context quote and it didn't even quite live up to the hype it was kind of like not enemies to lovers despise to lovers um arranged marriage mafia style you know and it just wasn't good i don't know i can't find my quote on this book i'm sorry i thought i had my information written down for this one but this one just wasn't good if you see an out of context quote for the sweetest oblivion don't read it it was just cringy and didn't have much of a plot and was just pretty bad (laughs) okay the fourth book in that did live up to the hype was the wall of winnipeg and me of course i'm adding mariana's a pot of books in here the wall of winnipeg and me was so good i just had my friend georgia read it she loved it it is a football slow burn romance by Mariana Zapata. It's like 500 plus pages. It's very slow burn. The man is a grump and kind of shows no emotion, but it works for him. It actually does work for him. They get fake married. Um, he's Canadian. Something I love about Mariana Zapata's books is that you feel like you're there with your characters and you feel like you're walking through life with the characters during that time. Like in some romance books and a lot of the issues, the book or a lot of the books that I didn't like and didn't live up to the hype, it's very much a two-week romance, right? It's a romance book, very much Hallmark style, where the people fall in love in like a week or two. With Mariana's books, it goes on such a long timeline to where you feel like you are living life with these characters and you really get to know these characters to where by the end, when the slow burn finally ends and they finally fall in love, because that's the whole point of the book. I guess you get to watch so much character development. Like I talked about with Colty in last week's episode. That's what the last week's episode was focused on was one of Mariana's books, Colty. And I talked about how with her books, you just feel like you get to watch the characters grow so much and go through so much character development. Same thing happened with the wall of Winnipeg and me. It was wonderful. Okay. The fourth book that didn't live up to the hype. This is another book. I fall victim guys. I fall victim to the one line quotes on Instagram reels or TikTok reels. I do it and I run to the bookstore to get these books and then they're horrific. You guys have got to stop. You've got to stop. Bittersweet. It's free on Kindle Unlimited, but I do not recommend. I rated it two stars, I'm pretty sure, and that's generous. Bittersweet was about this cupcake not cupcake she's a bakery owner she's opening a bakery and he is the tattoo shop owner next door and i know you're listening to me and you're like heather no heather no you didn't read that you didn't read that we could have told you'd be bad well you're right it was bad it was so bad it was very repetitive the author who wrote it kept saying the same things over and over and over again and it got annoying and it was grumpy sunshine like tattoo artist cupcake owner <sighs> i saw an out of context quote on tiktok and it fucked me it did it was horrific and just so cringy not even good romance just cringy 
The fifth book that did, did live up to the hype is a series. It's the Haunting Adeline series. Big trigger warnings on this one. If you are taking recommendations from this list, I'm serious. You have to read the trigger warnings on this book because it is dark romance. It is the only dark romance I've ever read, and it is dark as hell. I'm for real. Read the trigger warnings and do not read them lightly. But this series was good. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's very important to remember that this is fiction. This is not real. And I can understand why a lot of people have issues with this series. But I enjoyed it. I really liked reading it. Um, and it was good. It was so well written. And the author also, she got called out for something that was, there's a lot of things just psychologically wrong in this book. Like, it's crazy. But she got called out for something that she did when it came to the cults within this book, where it was harmful to a certain community. And the way she responded to that issue and fixed it immediately and took the way she took the backlash made me like this author a lot more. Her name is H.D. Carlton. This book series is not for the faint of heart, but it was really good. The fifth book, this one might ruffle some feathers. The Simple Wild. This one didn't live up to the hype. There, the male main character in this book made me so angry. There is a fine line between talking down to a woman and jokingly bullying a woman. You know what I mean? Not bullying, but just like kind of sn being snarky a little bit. He crossed the line, in my opinion. Like, he was just just too far, just being rude. And I would have punched him in the face if I was the female main character. I'm serious. And that, it made me so angry. And I posted about my feelings on my book talk. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this book. And everybody was like, continue, continue. Like, get to the end and then read the next one. You have to. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I, that man makes me so irrationally angry. The sixth book that did live up to the hype, I won't shut up about this one, Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. This one is an ongoing series. There's going to be more. It's going to be an interconnected standalone series. This book makes me so happy. We just read it for book club this month. And it is the cutest rom-com with the best banter ever. Also, all of the characters I love. It's not just the main characters. All of the side characters are wonderful i hate men i'm a man hater i love the men in this book all the boys on the hockey team i wanted to give all of them a hug specifically henry henry i had a whole annotation tab specifically for that man because i loved him so much and i wanted to get him a big old sloppy kiss on the cheek this book was delightful okay number six that didn't live up to the hype king of wrath this is a book this is the same author that wrote the twisted series uh anna huang King of Wrath didn't live up to the hype, in my opinion. I felt like it was way too similar to Twisted Lies. Not in the storyline, just like there wasn't anything unique about it, in my opinion. I love a good, morally gray, grumpy man. And I feel like in the Twisted series, Anna was really good about writing grumpy men. And for someone who has maybe never read her books before, King of Wrath might be super good to them, I guess in that it's a grumpy man and they may really love that but i just felt like it wasn't unique in any way and i didn't really enjoy reading the book okay the seventh book that did live up to the hype archer's voice this one cheesy as hell it's so cheesy 
but it's fine. You know, it, it reminds me of a, um, a more in-depth Hallmark movie in the way things play about in the issue at hand within the book. But it was so good. And I cried. This is the first book that ever made me cry because something happened at the end and I just violently sobbed. And I felt like I had been punched in the gut and then the head. And then the gut again and then the head again. And then I died. <laughs> this book wrecked me. And I enjoyed it. This girl moves to this small town and is figuring herself out. You know, the typical, like, um, Hallmark. She moves to a small town. She's trying to figure herself out. And it works. And it just made my heart so full and happy because of everything that came to fruition in that book. The seventh book on the didn't. Jesus, I wrote beside it, Jesus fucking Christ, do not read this book. This is another out-of-context quote I saw on Instagram, everybody. Um, sleet kitten. Yeah. Yeah, you're hearing the name and you're like, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I should have known. I should have freaking known. This is a hockey book and he calls her kitten. And I was like, we have to get to the out of con. I'm like on a voyage when I read these books. I'm like, I have to get to the out of context quote before I stop reading it. I have to, or it's not worth it. You know, I should have stopped immediately. The first moment this man called her kitten, and not in a cute way, more of in a like the cringiest way I've ever seen in my entire life, to where I was just shaking throughout the book in, un in, in uncomfortableness. Is that the right way to phrase that? I was violently uncomfortable. Do not read this book. Do not read it. Um, I The out-of-context quote I saw on instagram or reels or tiktok whatever it was about this man he he saw some guy in the audience bugging his girl his kitten <laughs> i just threw up in my mouth saying that he saw someone bothering her and so he like ran into the plexiglass and pointed at the man and was like f off and i was like "Ooh, brooding protective hockey man okay i'll read it don't don't bother Okay, number eight that lived up to the hype. I'm going to do eight and nine together because they're very similar because they're Mariana Zapata books again, but they were very popular on Book Talk. Eight and nine, we're going to pair them together. From Lugov with Love and All Roads Lead Here, both by Mariana Zapata, both very similar to The Wall of Winnipeg and Me, both wonderful. And again, I'm sorry I talk about this author so much on my Instagram and this is only the second episode of the podcast, but I'm going to continue to talk about this author so much because I love her so much. Both these books were wonderful. From Luke of Love was another sports romance. All Roads Lead Here was a girl moving to back to her small town that she used to live in in Colorado and finding herself again. Both slow burn. All Roads Lead Here was grumpy. Was it grumpy sunshine? It was grumpy and just normal. <laughs> I wouldn't say the girl was sunshine. And then from Luke of Love, yeah, that one was kind of grumpy sunshine too, but the girl was the grump. It was grumpy and just normal. No sunshine in these books. Both so beautifully written, like The Wall of Winnipeg and Me. Um, they just both, you felt very connected to the characters throughout the whole thing. And by the end of it, you wanted to cry because you felt like you lost a friend because the book was over and loved it. Number eight that didn't. My Vacation Killer by Tessa Bailey. This just this just wasn't good. 
it was very easy and quick to read. So I feel like it's a good read if you're trying to hit your reading goal at the end of the year because it's very easy to breeze through. But the plot was lacking. It was cringy. The smut was mediocre at best. And it just wasn't good. It. I'm sorry, Tessa Bailey. It wasn't good at all. It was pretty bad. Well, since I did number nine of the books that did, we'll do number nine. People We Meet on Vacation by... Who is this by? Why can't I remember who this is by? Emily Henry. Emily Henry wrote Beach Read. Beach Read is, in my opinion now, it's it's not average, but it's not something I would want to reread. But I'm very grateful for Beach Read simply because that is the book that got me into reading, right? Now, after I've read, read a ton of books, um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite anymore. But I will forever be grateful to Emily Henry simply because she got me back into reading and she saved, she initially saved my life, you know. But People We Meet on Vacation by her was pretty bad. I think they're turning this one into a movie. Um, first off, the, I understand why she named the title People We Meet on Vacation. But the title used to be something different. Like The People We Become on Vacation or something. And I kind of wish it would have been like that. Because for a while I kept expecting them to meet new people on vacation. And it was just the same two main characters. It wasn't bad by any means. It will make a good rom-com in the theaters one day it just it didn't quite live up to the hype that tiktok had made it you know it just wasn't that good okay the last book that did live up to the hype this is a this is just an author i was gonna narrow it down to one singular one but i just want to talk about one author sarah j mass sarah lived up to the hype and some people will disagree with that i don't i love it i've loved every single one of her books i they are so good in my opinion. I loved Throne of Glass. I loved Akatar. I'm excited for more Akatar books, more Crescent City books. I love the characters that she writes and the storyline. I think it's good. And yeah, I can think of one cringy thing in Akatar, Ferris painting that really does rip me a new one. I can't. There are some things here and there, and I think with every author, there's always a thing, a, a little quirk that might irk you a little bit. But overall, Sarah J. Mass, I think she lives up to the hype. And she's popular for a reason. I've really enjoyed her books. And I'm excited to continue reading them. The last book that didn't live up to the hype is a Colleen Hoover book. It's Regretting You. It was bad. Oh my god, it was so bad. This one, I remember seeing a TikTok about this in June of last year. And this one is wild right? It is about these two people who marry technically other people like this one woman. She marries this man, right? Her sister doesn't, I don't even think she marries the man that the main character is in love with, but she gets, she, it is a hot mess. I don't even know how to properly explain it. The sister who's not the main character sleeps with her sister's husband, right? And it it's a hot mess and it just it's not that it was unrealistic the thing that happened in the beginning of it that caused everything to just crumble the issue that was at hand and the thing i can't say anything without spoiling what actually happens but it was so violently abrupt that i was like there's no way 
There's no way. And yeah, of course, we're reading books not because they're realistic, but there's a line, okay? And when you cross that line and you're like, that, there's no way that would have happened like that to where it's just so incredibly unrealistic to where you're like, I just can't do this. And I didn't enjoy the book at all. And also, it talked about the daughter's love life a little bit, the little teenage daughter. And I just felt uncomfortable by that. And I didn't like it one bit. Thank you guys for listening to the second episode of But You Haven't Seen My Bookshelf. I feel like I am somewhat getting the hang of this. At the beginning of recording, I'll be completely honest, I'm so wildly anxious, which is why I think I procrastinate recording these. Because speaking is not speaking into a microphone like it's not something that i'm used to so it just kind of makes me uncomfortable but i'm getting out of my comfort and i'm really enjoying talking about books and the books i've liked and the books that i have not next week i think we're going to talk about brutal prince is that the name of the book where to go brutal prince by sophie lark i kind of touched on a little bit in this episode when i was comparing the brutal birthright series by sophie lark to the dark first series brutal prince is a romance mafia book by Sophie Lark. I think I'm going to spend next week's episode talking about that book. I might change my mind, but as of right now, that's what we're going to talk about because I just got that book in the mail. I've already read it once. I'm going to read it again because the book and all of her new books that she's coming out with, like she's kind of revamping her books. They're illustrated, everyone. There's illustrations in this paperback copy. And so, of course, I have to reread it so I can go find every single illustration. And I'm very excited. It's a mafia book. It's crazy. Like, the, the arranged marriage. They try to kill each other. Crazy. So that's what we're going to do next week. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you have any feedback, as always, DM me on Instagram or leave a comment on something on the podcast and just let me know what I can improve on. I love constructive criticism. Um, it helps me out, especially because I'm new at this. That's all for today. I will see you guys next week. Bye.